Hey, thank you guys for tuning in to Every Ray Living. You already know it is your girl, Rayette. First and foremost, I want to say I hope everyone is healthy. I hope everyone is doing well. I hope your family and friends are doing well. I hope no one's family or friends have been touched by this COVID-19 virus. And if by chance, you know, they have, I'm letting you know, I'm hoping and praying for a full recovery um, for everyone, whether I know you or not, because this virus has truly taken over um, the world for the most part. Um, and by us doing our part, staying you know, in our house, practicing social distancing, it is helping, it's helping flatten the curve so this um, virus can be at a screeching halt. So again, you know, we just need to keep doing our part so that it can become to a full end. Um, that said, being in the house, now granted, I'm still working, but when I look at how this has impacted my life, it's really no different from my normal routine. I go to work, I go, I leave work, I may go to the store, and then I come home. Um, maybe on the weekends or maybe a couple times out the week, you know, Jada and I will go grab something to eat, but it's really not out of the norm for me to come home from work and just be here, boot up with Netflix or Hulu. Um, on the other hand, it made me realize how I should have extracurricular activities going on that I just can't wait to get back to once this is over. And once it's over, I am. I, I'm, I'm making a decision to pick up some hobbies because I'm telling you, it has been an eye opener to me of how much I don't do. Now, I can go through a run of a day and tell you everything that I you know, do, you know, all the tasks I have to complete and so on and so forth. But then when I look on the other hand, there's other things that I could be doing that are way more fun and way more beneficial and, you know, should have me excited about getting up doing um, that I don't. And another thing that opened my eyes to dating, you know, your girl got a story. I got a couple of them for you, but let me just tell you this. It opened my eyes to how I'm dating. Now, I'm not dating any one person where it's serious and it's going somewhere. Um, but it's open, it's, it has opened my eyes to exactly what it is and what it isn't. And I'm like, man, because if I was successfully dating someone, I think I would want to be doing my COVID-19 habitating with that person, that guy that I'm dating. But when it's not a serious and successful dating, you're not going to do that. I'm going to be at home. He's going to be at his house, so on and so forth. But it made me realize I need to take dating a little bit more serious because these are the times that I think make being in a solid, successful relationship that much more fun because you get to experience things with your significant other that you probably wouldn't ordinarily get to experience unless you planned for it, um, like a date night or you guys were off on a certain weekend. Cause usually in the day, in this day and age, everybody is high and by, you know, you see them in the morning and you see them at night and then you're too tired to do, do anything in between. Cause if you have children, we already know how that goes. But again, this has opened my eyes to, um, my dating life, you know, um, now, dating can be fun, although it should be a learning experience for yourself and the other person, and not just to 
dating shouldn't just be about finding out about the other person or seeing where the relationship could go. I think dating should be about learning a lot about yourself as well. For me, it has been. This might not be for everyone else and it shouldn't be because I'm only speaking from my experiences. Um, A couple of uh, dating stories I'm going to share with you are funny. But again, like I've said in my earlier podcast, I try not to leave any situation, a conversation without learning something in it, without having a takeaway when it's all done and over with. Um, The first, he's not the first guy I've dated, but the first guy I dated where I really just couldn't help but laugh, um, he was from Nigeria. And um, first of all, his accent was amazing. We all know, ladies, a man with an accent is that deal. But what was funny about him, he was all man, alpha male. But what I noticed about him, he didn't like correction. And he didn't like to be told anything opposite of what he was saying. So for example, he comes and pick me up because I'm getting ready to spend the weekend with him. And I noticed as he's driving, he's, you know, driving pretty fast. Now, Anybody that lives in Lyme, Ohio know that Lyme, Ohio is very small. So he's speeding. And in my mind, I'm like, I think he's going too fast. But from where he's, you know, from where he lives, this is the norm for them. So I'm thinking once we get on the highway, I'll be a little bit more relaxed because it will make sense that you, you know, are driving this fast. Um, Now, Full disclosure, he wasn't doing 100 miles an hour through the city, but it was just a little faster than he probably should have been going. So <clears throat> I'm just clearing my throat, guys. So we get on the highway and he's speeding. What happens? Here comes the police and the sirens and he gets pulled over. He gets a ticket. Now, this is where the conversation start taking a turn for the worse. Now, first of all, he knew he was speeding because he said it. I know that I was speeding. Now, I got a question for you guys. Who speeds to Luther Vandross? What songs has Luther ever made that caused you to be like, oh, yeah, I'm about to hit this highway. I'm about to do 80 miles an hour, you know, 100 miles an hour in a 45 or a 55. Who's doing that? Who's listening to Luther and making you do that? Because I got more questions than answers with that but it was a luther vandross song i can't remember what it was but i remember thinking that how is he speeding to this song because again even on the highway i felt he still was just going a little bit too fast for me so he gets pulled over he gets the ticket he acknowledges he was driving fast but like i said this is where things started taking a turn for the worse he said she was being a dirty cop because he didn't see her and so I'm thinking to myself, whether, he, whether she saw you or not, you still were speeding. Your words, not mine. So I told him, I don't think she was being a dirty cop. I just think you were speeding and you didn't see her. So we go through this whole thing about the moral of the story is she, he thought she was, you know, seeking him out. How? I don't know. Which I probably should have thought then. Go ahead and take me back home because he was so committed to thinking she was being a dirty cop because he was speeding. And he got a ticket. So he kept saying it wasn't no big deal that he had the ticket. 
He's going to pay it. He actually paid it when we got back, you know, to his place. But for three days, I heard about this ticket and I told him she wasn't being dirty. You know, he was like, she was hiding. They're not supposed to be hiding. He even had me look Google if it was, you know, against the law for, you know, her to do that, which it, it is against the law. You know, they can't, you know, purposely be hiding to entice you to, you know, do an act or whatever. I'm paraphrasing it, but I looked it up, read it to him. He gets mad at the definition of it. He gets mad because again, it was in line with what I said. I don't think she was being a dirty cop. I think you were speeding and you didn't see her. Hence the ticket. Well, like I said, for the whole weekend, this was a thing. He went and got his hair cut. He comes back from getting his hair cut to tell me all his boys at the hair shop thought the same thing. At that moment, again, I should have just said, take me home because you're nuts. But again, it was that whole dynamic of he didn't like correction. He didn't like to be told he was wrong. And then as I'm telling him he was wrong and in agreement with the cop, yeah, you were speeding. And that was it. You were speeding. His words, he knew he was speeding. At that point, I wasn't defending him. You need to take up for your man. And it was so funny because I didn't know that we was that serious where, you know, we could use those titles. But it was funny to me because in that moment, I'm thinking to myself, he is not only controlling with how he wants you to uh, think, especially if it's not in line with what he thinks, but he is a right fighter. He wants to be right, even though he's wrong. So that was interesting to me because the whole weekend surfaced around that ticket and the fact that he knew he was speeding and he was wrong, but at the same time, he was still trying to figure out how the other person was wrong when he was wrong. And so that just let me know then, obviously we weren't going to make it. And obviously we're not together because of that. But in in saying that, in sharing that story, it was hilarious to me because how, how do you be in a relationship with someone who has a hard time understanding when they're wrong? And how do you get in a relationship with someone who is um, having aversion to hearing you tell them they were wrong and here's the truth in it. Like, how does that work? And I just saw every time we had a conversation about something and I didn't agree with him, it became a thing. So the long and short of that, that is done and over with. But I thought that was funny because again, out of all the stories I could tell you about him, that probably was the most alarming. And, um, and not so much in a bad way at first, but if I had a state in that type of relationship, that just would have been the whole relationship. You know, I would either get to the point where I would never say anything and always let him think he's right. And that is not who I am. Or it would probably become violent because, you know, he, who talks about something for three days and you were wrong and you paid the ticket and you know, you were speeding, you know, it could have just went a different way if I was the type of person to stay there and try to challenge and see how far I could push someone just to, you know, let them know that I'm right and they're wrong. I didn't have enough interest in that. Again, I dated another guy 
who took pride in letting me know, you know, he was Italian, black and Cuban when he just really looked like a watered down black person. I'm just going to say black person and not what I wanted to say, but he didn't, I mean, he had attractive eyes, but at the same time, that's not everything, but he was cool for the most part. Now, underneath all of the cool flyness and all that, he was a joker. Uh, again, you can learn a lot from a dummy and you can learn a lot from jokers, you know, because they can teach you all the things not to do. And this other guy was that person. He taught me a lot of what not to do and what to expect from people or not expect from people. Um, he was a little bit more, hmm, what's the word I want to say? I don't want to say suave because that's so corny, but he was a little more something. I can't put my finger on it or so he thought he was. Um, so he always had this mentality that he was different from everyone else. And by that, I mean, he always said he was a rhino and the rest of us were cows. And so when he gave me that analogy, I actually thought it was pretty funny. Um, and I'll tell you. So he goes and explains to me that he's a cow. I mean, I'm a, you know, the rest of the world is a cow and he's more like a rhino. And how he explained this to me was he asked me where was um, a cow's eyes. Now, obviously, we know that the cow's eyes are on the side of their head. Um, but I was like on their face, you know, I, I didn't really think I was being quizzed. Like this was going to, you know, I was going to fail. So I was like on their face, you know, and he was like, no, they're on the side of their face. And he was like, where are the rhino's eyes? I'm like, well, shit, if the cow's eyes are on the side of the face, which we know that, then the rhino's eyes are clearly on the front. And so I said, on the front? Yeah. And what's the difference between a rhino and a cow? At this point, I had checked out because I had a feeling I was going to find out anyways. So I was like, you tell me. So then he tells me a cow, their eyes are on the side because they're always consumed with what's going on around them on the side and so on and so forth. A rhino, which is what I am, their eyes are on the front of their face because they're staying focused and looking straight ahead, not being consumed what's around them. So I thought, oh, okay, that that's cute. So then months and months later, he explains to me a situation he had got in. He had went out to eat. Um, and he noticed that the waiter wasn't really paying him no attention. So upon waiting several minutes and she didn't come over and, you know, ask him, did he need anything or whatever? He noticed as he was deciding to leave out of the restaurant, a group of people came in and she, you know, interacted with them way differently than she was interacting with him. So as he's getting up to leave, he couldn't help but stop and ask her, what is the difference between him and these group of people, he was sitting there, he was all set to spend a certain amount of money. And these people come in and he's, you know, being treated differently from them, meaning she's over there engaging with them, taking their order, whereas she really wasn't doing that with him. This ultimately caused some type of confrontation with the group of people, ultimately getting him into a deal pickle, getting in trouble. The police were called all because, you know, he wants to know why he was being treated differently from them. So as he's telling me this story, I then tell him, so you became a cow. 
as I said that, as you well know, that probably didn't go over well. But of course he was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? You became consumed with what was going on around you. You started looking to the side, you started looking to the back and ultimately it got you in trouble. So you became like the rest of us. You are a cow. So you can imagine how that turned out because again, he had that personality where he always thought he was right. Now I am guilty of this. I will make people that I love or care about or have an interest in feel like everything they say is gold. I will hang on to their every word. And I think there's a disconnect when people do that because it takes them out of the fact that you have a brain and you have a thought process, but it is until you use it, they look at you different. So I'm a listener as much as I am a talker, but I will make you feel like the next has, next best thing since sliced bread. I will make you sound like everything you say is amazing, but that's not taking the fact that I think what I say is amazing. That's not taking the fact that I have a brain off the table. It's I'm confident enough and secure enough within myself with what I know and what I don't know to not always be in a, a battle with you. So if it's, so if, if it's your nature to feel like you're this that, and a third, it is my nature to go along with that. But it's also my nature that if I don't agree with something and I have my own opinion or thought about something to share that. And as much as you probably think I'm not listening, I am listening so much so that I'm able to tell him you're like us because you made such a big deal to tell me how different and separate you are from us that you ended up becoming just like us. And so just to give you a little insight on the type of guys I dated, that was, that was it. You know, the kind that never really wanted me to say anything unless, you know, it was in agreement with what they were saying. Not that they were abusive and all that with me, but it just seemed like the moment I would say, mm, I agree with that, or mm, that's not right. It became a thing. And that's what I'm finding, not just with um, guys, you know, females can be like that as well. But it made me think about how and how and why there's differences in um, people we date and why and the type of guys um, we attract or for guys, the type, the type of girls they attract. And what do you like about that? And those those two guys that I'm just focusing on in that this particular scenario made me understand and appreciate things in a guy that I have been dating off and on. And it's not the need to be a right fighter, the quiet confidence. And that is the one thing that is so attractive and sexy to me um, in a guy, somebody that's not always trying to show you that they're right and you're wrong. Just that quiet laid back and let you do you be who you are without trying to, you know, belittle you and, you know, bring you down or make you realize you don't know as much as you think, you know, and those kind of guys made me appreciate all the qualities in this particular guy that is not my boyfriend, um, but he's kind of brought that calmness and the realness to the BS that I have seen in prior um, guys that I've talked to. And that's not to say these guys were 
someone I wanted to marry or whatever. But in the whole dating world, it gave me insight on what it is I like and I don't like. And I've always been the type of female to know what I like in a guy. But at the same time, dating different guys gives you insight and clarity on what it is you want and you don't want. And I just was thinking about those two guys in particular of how their personalities were similar but different. And at the end of the day, how at first I thought that's what I liked and loved about a guy, but it's total opposite. And I am a Kanye West fan and I love everything about Kanye's attitude. But at the same time, I don't necessarily like a whole lot of arrogance and cockiness in a guy so much so that they can't like hear what you're saying and take what you're saying into consideration and so on and so forth. But that made me realize exactly what I don't want and it helped me understand exactly what I do want and it has given some insight on myself. And I think that's what is important about dating when you're dating with the purpose and you're dating um, a particular guy. I think oftentimes you know what it is you want in that person and you don't want. And you oftentimes know if it's going somewhere or it isn't. And in both of those scenarios, I knew neither one of them were going anywhere. Ultimately, just because of their personalities and how I would always feel if I said something. Because you can tell if something's going to be good or not by how you feel if you say something. So I just wanted to share that with you guys because dating is not just about dating to get in a relationship. That's the goal. That's the objective. But it definitely should be a learning curve for yourself to really find out what it is you like and you don't like. Um, Yeah, with that person, but with yourself as well. And it could be the biggest learning tool, tool you could ever have. Because again, had I not dated those type of personalities, I wouldn't be able to appreciate the calmness and the quietness and the confidence of someone else who doesn't do all that. So, and in that, in that calmness and that coolness in the other person, it kind of helps you see things about yourself because I have noticed as a way that I handle things now versus how I would have in the past. So I just wanted to share that with you. I thought it was funny and yet insightful. And again, my everyday living is just sharing some things with you guys and in hopes that either either you could relate to them and they're funny, or if you can't relate to them, you know someone who has or is, and it kind of opened up your eyes to either not do it or, you know, like I said, just share some insight on um, if you have or you know somebody. But again, I just wanted to um, check in with you guys share a little uh, dating stories with you. And hopefully, you know, you got a chuckle out of it. If you didn't, that's fine too. But I just hope you guys are being safe. Again, make sure you guys are practicing the social distancing because it is real. Because I want us to be able to get back together so I can get my girls and some of my guys together and do some more um, podcasting so we can all talk about it. So next week, I'll see you. I don't know about if it's going to be the same time. I don't know if it's going to be the same place, but we already know wherever it goes down, we're talking about it.